Williamton, North Carolina. Oh, yeah. That's where it was just us in that dude's basement, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was a... Then he closes the basement and hands you like a bucket down a hole and tells you he puts his lotion on his skin, right? (laughs) Very dry skin at the time. Welcome to the 30th episode of the Cassidy's Creation. I'm Chris Deering, your host, and welcome to the show where I interview a mathcore, mathcore adjacent bands. If you beautiful people in chat have any questions or comments, feel free to drop them in. I'll try to read them aloud. If you like the sub, you get you get access to these exclusive emotes as well as the uh, interviews before they go onto YouTube and streaming services. If you're watching this on YouTube, listening to this in your car, I have no idea what I'm talking about. The show is first shown live on Twitch. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday for the live cast at Twitch. TV slash the Casa Ends Creation. With that out of the way, let me introduce our guest tonight who dropped their debut album, Tourism, through Choke Artists and Old Press Records back in December. Welcome in Champagne Colored Cars. How's it going, guys? Ooh, we're doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. And I didn't. There we go. Okay. Now we're set. Um, so tell us who you are and what you do in the band. You go, Noah. I'm Noah. I play drums in the band. I'm Tyler. I play guitar and I sing in the band. So, uh, why the name Champagne Colored Cars? Is it just like a, a flex on us that you have enough money to pour champagne on your cars, or you just like the that paint color paint for the car? Exactly. We got uh, our tax returns, and we just bought a lot of champagne and a really bad car. We just dumped <laughs> it all over, you know. <laughs> it really just comes from like I think it was an old band name my friend had forever ago. And I kind of like the sound of it. And uh, I've never really liked the process of picking a band name. You just like overanalyze yourself and uh, every all of your own ideas kind of sound lame as you're trying to think of one. So we went with this one that also feels equally lame, but we settled on it at least. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So how are you guys been doing during the pandemic? Pretty good. I, uh, uh, our like biggest tour we had ever booked with this really awesome band, California Cousins, got canceled like right as COVID started. It was going to be, I think it started like March fifteenth or something like that. So it was right when everything got shut down. Man, and that's that, yeah, it was a huge bummer. But um, our record coming out is probably like the the best thing that's happened. For the band so far so we're we're at least happy that that got to happen hell yeah man you guys been uh together for practice or y'all just doing a bunch of like zoom meetings and stuff yeah been practicing like whenever we can definitely like took some time off right after the record came out and everything was super crazy with covid but uh still trying to like jam some new ideas and stuff when we can and then we had a session thing that we uh, had to practice for, so we pretty much had to relearn our songs since we hadn't played them in forever and, and get ready to play the record live for the first time. <laughs> yeah, I saw a couple of your uh, online sets that y'all were doing. It's some pretty sick stuff. Thanks, dude. Uh, so your Facebook was made in September 2017. Is that about when the band started? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Me and Noah were doing another band, and... Uh, we were just trying to like jam other stuff outside of that. And this, uh, this buddy of mine <clears throat> moved up to Georgia from North Carolina, or I guess moved down and was trying to play bass in something. 
So we kind of just started it. And I was getting show offers for another band that I didn't even put together yet. So we kind of got it together really quick and, and just started playing locally as soon as we could. How are you getting show offers for a band you hadn't made yet? <laughs> I was getting extra show offers that our other band could not do. Uh, so we just, I was like, let's let's just get this other thing going so I can accept these. There were shows I wanted to play. I think our first one was with, uh, was it Two Nights? That was our yeah. first show, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, this awesome band Two Nights from Texas. We got an offer to play with them. And uh, I didn't want to pass on it, so we got to set together <laughs> as quick as we could. <laughs> uh, so, give us just a brief history of the band. You want to do it, Noah? Uh, sure. Uh, me and Tyler knew each other for a while because our old respective bands played shows together and shit. Uh, those bands broke up. And we started jamming. We jammed one time. We jammed one time, and we wrote like half of what became a song on a on a first EP. Then we played played in that other band together, and that it wasn't working or whatever. But it, that didn't continue. So we're like, "Yo, why don't we keep on doing shit?" So we did. And then that one fool that moved down here from North Carolina, he <laughs> played bass for a while. I was chill. Um, we wrote that first EP, played some shows, uh, wrote a split, played some shows, wrote an album, played some shows. <laughs> <laughs> That's the somewhere we went to the band. band. Really tight. I completely missed what you just said. You got all muffled. Oh, uh, in there, right before, in between the EP and the split release, we got to go to the UK, which was like one of the best things oh, ever. Oh, shit. Yeah. Nice. Damn. That was, that was so awesome. <laughs> so, uh, where were we? Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not really getting, I'm not really into math rock yet. I'm slowly getting in because it's starting to show up on the math cast, uh, podcast, uh, which is yeah. totally where I got you guys from like a hundred percent. Uh, so I can't compare it to too many bands. The only comparison I can make is that, uh, Tyler, you kind of sound a lot like the guy from Coldplay on Glacier. Whenever I heard that, I was like, what is that from man? And, uh, so yeah, uh, I would imagine they're an influence. Um, but w- tell us a bit of your influences. Uh, not really Coldplay to be honest, but I'll take I'll, I'll take that as a compliment because that dude's world famous. Oh, straight up, straight up a compliment. Uh, I I have a ton of math rock influences. Like the band Delta Sleep is one of my favorite bands ever. I have like a tattoo of them. Uh, this band Lions from Nashville, Tennessee, I really like a lot. Uh, it, Invalids is really good uh ton of other i i have a crazy laundry list of math bands but also before that i was i came from like the locust and other like mathy more screamo stuff like that from back then i was gonna ask like if any of that came into what y'all were playing so i guess it yeah. does then yeah the locust and dillinger and all that stuff i love the shit out of that what about you Noah? influences <laughs> Oh shit! Um, I was always into like screamo, like Orchid and like Drumstream and Neil Perry and stuff like that. That was kind of like okay. a larger background of mine. 
Um, I played in like a screamo band for a long time. Uh, that's like the main thing that was really influential for me. Um, I like got into like mathy shit in high school, I guess, with like this town needs guns and like uh, uh, Terramellos and stuff. I guess that's kind of like the entry point for most people anyway. Uh, so yeah, that was cool. Um, I don't know. <laughs> the song Twist by Corn. <laughs> Twist by Corn is You can really hear the corn cool. influence in, in That's your kind of the main music. influence for sure. <laughs> uh what's your writing process like? Uh someone usually- in chat says minus the bear. I listened to that band for the first time last week. <laughs> yeah, uh someone we we get uh we get throwing the minus the bear a lot but none of us really listen to them until noah has never listened to them but uh i guess you need sorry. to get on that then yeah <laughs> what was your question though uh what's the writing process like <laughs> i'll usually come in with like one riff or a couple riffs and we'll get like the rough skeleton of a song down and then we'll all just kind of come up with different ideas and things to add to it or or edit within the song on our own. And then um, it's like the good part about planning to release something longer too, is you have time to go back to songs and make them better and everything like that. So we try and do that now because I think our split was like our most rushed thing. Cause we kind of had a deadline on that and I like those songs, but I'd say it's like our least well thought out songs because we were just trying to get them done and everything, just trying to pop them out. Wouldn't your uh, least least a uh, good song, your worst songs, I guess? Wouldn't that be the stuff that you started in the beginning because you said you had to rush to uh, get on stage? Uh, <laughs> kind of, but we didn't rush to record that. Really, we started playing shows really quick, and the songs definitely changed a good bit between uh, those first shows and actually recording, but. Uh, we did that. We recorded the first EP with some good friends of ours who just kind of let us mess around and really figure out what we were doing. So it was it was helpful and a really chill process. So you're the main songwriter then. I guess yeah. Okay. Uh, what about uh, lyric inspiration? Like they're they're beautiful, man. Like I love the little. Uh, uh, mentions of like nature and stuff like you mentioned mentioned the the tahoe ridge and stuff like that like this is totally music that i would take hiking with me like for real um but uh what are they mainly about uh really like i I try and 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 go over a bunch of different stuff so it doesn't get stale and try not do like you know songs about girlfriends or things like that anymore um a lot of it so you have done them before then Oh yeah, I think we all come from bands that were just like very emo lyric breakup songs and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, try and do just stuff about like uh, I don't know uh, different thought processes and different going through different aspects of life of, of life. And I, I really like super dramatic lyrics in bands I listen to, and then especially like you pointed out imagery, good imagery and stuff like that. So, uh, I don't know. I like writing about like the (laughs) best and like worst moments of someone's life and small things like moments and stuff having a huge impact, kind of trying to like, uh, display my, my inner thoughts (laughs) going like way too deep for something small. (laughs) 
it does seem like you guys might have been talking about like girlfriends and stuff in in parts of this album at least is that right i mean there's definitely like aspects of love and everything brought up but uh a lot of it is also just like um like glacier is about dealing with like being on the other end of of being with someone or having a really good friend that uh is going through like really bad depression or anything related to that and how hard it is to uh, try and, I mean, obviously it's much harder for the person with depression, but how hard it is to just wish someone, you know, could feel better and there's nothing you can really do about it and stuff like that. But it's not like specifically like a romantic partner or, or anything base could be a, a friend or family member bpx in the chat saying uh, it's love in general you can love your friends your life and yourself <laughs> not just girlfriends and stuff facts facts <laughs> so uh who recorded you guys uh this time we recorded with our buddy nathan hardy we did the uh guitars and bass and vocals with him and uh he, he hasn't done a ton of records, but he's really, really good at what he does. He's like the most studious person I've ever met. He reads up on anything that sparks his interest whatsoever, and he just got really good really quick at production. Yeah, this is and pretty it, sweet. It's like nice and big, man. Like there's yeah. huge open spaces. It sounds really good. Yeah, he does a lot of the production. Um, him and the other guitar player of his band do their own band's uh, production and their records all sound really good so we trusted him with with what he wanted to do and uh our buddy cj ridings who is a really awesome dude who has been a great musician around for a long time we tracked drums with him and then uh this guy john steel wolf markson steel from the band yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> a sick name right <laughs> that's like his facebook name and everything but he uh, he's in this band taking meds and such gold. But he he's a really amazing producer up in New York, and he mixed it. And it was because of exactly like what you said. It, all all his records sound just booming, just huge. And uh, that's what we wanted. We wanted it to sound really big. And then we a, lo a lot of producers seem to have trouble getting the uh, the instrumentation on level with the vocals and nothing getting buried. And I felt like he, re he really did good about not burying anything on this record. So something I should have mentioned in the writing process, but I forgot to put it down in my notes. What's with the uh, tapping on the guitar being a thing in all math, math rock bands. Is that just like the uh, signature of the genre or. Uh, I th I'd say it's a really big thing, especially with uh, newer bands. There's a lot of, if you look at like if you look at old math rock bands like there's some old head math rock people that would not consider us math rock probably really there's old, yeah there's old stuff like don caballero and uh slint and bands like that and uh it's those bands are really atonal and really just about kind of i don't know how would you explain it noah it's like people playing it's different atonal people playing at, like different rhythms at the same time and stuff like that it's like less in sync but like still just as calculated i guess but anyway i i tap a lot now because i messed up this finger this middle finger in a wreck and i cannot use it at all on my fretting hand so oh, it helps wow. a lot 
<laughs> incorporate my other hand. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy because it sounds intense as hell, but you're not even using one of your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. Had to adapt. <laughs> so uh, moving on, the, the cover art is amazing. Who, who did the cover art? Taylor Adams. <laughs> yeah, this this buddy of ours in Alabama, Taylor Adams, who's a uh, incredible artist. Uh, he's done stuff for my other bands and uh, a ton of bands now. And he d- he does this uh, pedal company <laughs> called Deep Space Devices, and he makes all the art for their pedals. But uh, he's getting a ton of work now. He's he's got a, a million awesome clients and things I can't even remember right now. But uh, he's. He's really, really good. I love all his stuff. I'm going to pull it up real quick because I totally forgot to get a uh, panel for it made. So, uh, I don't know. You guys probably can't see this. But uh, down here at the bottom, you've got all this, like, wood in the the river floating. Why do you have all this wood? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's dangerous for these boats, man. I just told told him to go uh, over the top with detail, and he really did. We were kind of looking at like this. There's this old uh, French artist who did like the graphic novel that Fifth Element is based on and other stuff like that. Really? Yeah, this guy, Jean Girard, and uh, he just does this crazy, super detailed <laughs> art that's like that. And we were just talking about stuff like that. And Taylor Taylor loves just uh, zoning out of everything else and, and going crazy. uh crazy into what he's doing for hours at a time so the people i'm really worried about in this though are these down here in the lifeboat it's like another <laughs> boat already sank maybe like the the pieces of wood are the boat that sank and these people are just trying to get out of there but uh that didn't look safe man <laughs> <laughs> i worry about anyone that might be on the floating island things like, dude i was gonna of- say what is this big white thing coming out of one of the the islands is that like a string holding it up or something <laughs> we'd, we'd have to ask taylor dude he's he's the mad madman behind all this that is some trippy art man i fucking love it dude <laughs> uh so you have two guest spots who is uh cory king and ellie price cory is our buddy uh from this awesome screamo band called Asalia and uh in north carolina and i my old band just used to tour with him and play with him a ton and he's uh every time we play in north carolina we hang with him and he's just a good dude and his his scream his like his vocals are crazy powerful and everything like that and i knew there was a there was that part on the record where i wanted something big and impactful like that and i thought he could he could deliver it better than me <laughs> oh you do do some good screams though. well yells i guess is more yeah. how I would call it. Is, is that like about right? Is that how you would call it? I think so. Yeah, I don't. I feel like I don't sound like a, a screamer, screamer when I get when I get loud and angry. It's more like a, a gruff voice, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, who's Ellie Price? She is the singer of uh, this now defunct band called Signals in the UK, and I found them on YouTube years ago and. Uh, her voice blew my mind. I mean, the whole the whole band blew my mind. They're they're like what you would call math pop, I guess. And, math uh, pop. I hadn't heard that one before. Yeah, that's really big over in the UK. It's like just more. 
I guess, I guess dancey you could say, and uh, more classic song structure, but with all the like tapping guitar and and switch ups and stuff. But I, uh, I just met her and her partner online, and then got to see them when I went to the UK for uh, Arc Tangent Festival, and just always talked about doing a song together. And luckily, when we were going to record this, she was down and uh, recorded herself and everything. Made that awesome part all on her own after getting the weird time signatures from me <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, showing the music video with her right now uh what's with the pokemon references in there? there's really no point to it uh there was just uh we knew we were gonna have to make like this video pretty uh covid shutdown style so we just tried to throw in as many different elements of of things we like or just being stuck at home type stuff. Okay, because I see you got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater happening. You got yeah. some pets making the shot. <laughs> <laughs> a true COVID music video. I, I actually really like this. I think y'all did a really good job with this one. Thank you. We had fun making it. <laughs> uh, so, you've also got a music video for Fever Dream Season 3. What's up with the name Fever Dream Season 3? Like, where's Season 1 and 2? <laughs> there's a there's no other seasons we kind of did the season three thing just because it uh well one this is like the, i've tried to make this song happen multiple times with other even like with a other band before and shit kept falling apart and the song never got to come out so thought i'd try again <laughs> and it, it's a little bit different every time so that's one reason and then the other is just that it's uh like lyrically and everything it's really dramatic end of the world lyrics and stuff like that so thought i'd i'd put the season three on there to to make it like a netflix show title <laughs> <laughs> well i'm glad this one was able to come out this is my favorite song on the album it's uh death from above like it's so good man <laughs> i freaking love that and the uh i think this is the one anyway with like the really quiet blast beat going on yeah yeah, I think you're actually about to go into it now. Where are you that there's like an open field, a decaying urban structure, and then like a bamboo forest? <laughs> no, uh, within like two miles of each other. Uh, so the uh, the abandoned uh, fucking uh, car wash is the parking lot to like uh, this place in Atlanta that I hang out at. It's called Red's Beer Garden. And it's just like, that's their parking lot. It's this abandoned uh, car wash. And then the bamboo forest is literally just attached to it. You like go down an embankment and you're in a bamboo forest. Dude, that's wild, man. Yeah, it is pretty, pretty nuts. So. Where are you guys based out of? Atlanta. Okay. Huh. Interesting. I didn't know that there would be like big bamboo forest areas over there. That's really interesting. There's not really. There's just like some <laughs> random asshole. That's the one. You had to the import one. the bamboo trees and plant them yourselves to, to make We those. put a lot of money into importing plants for the. The bamboo <laughs> budget was huge. <laughs> There's uh, one other video I wanted to talk about. Uh, doing a cover for who was it? A dastardly, oh, yeah, dastardly man, yeah, drum playthrough. Uh, you know how I know you're not actually playing the drums here? 
Because there's no fucking drums in it? No, no, it's because you're not hitting the bass drum. Like, you're not picking uh, up the beat. It was out of frame, <laughs> dude. <laughs> but, uh, dude, this I is great. I... This, video viral. this is my favorite video on YouTube, probably. <laughs> I love how he's deadpan the whole time, even when that cute-ass dog comes in here, man. Like, <laughs> just keep on going. Like, all right, man. That's a dude with dedication. When you can turn down puppies, like... You know, you know that you're like serious. Yeah, he's used to that type of shit, though. <laughs> uh, so we got a question that we ask everybody: How do you dress your hot dogs? Oh wow, Noah, you go first. Uh, dude, uh, fucking, uh, uh, fucking ketchup, mustard, uh, uh relish, uh, fucking chopped onions. Dual sauce, I like it. Yeah, sometimes on caramelized onions if I'm if I have an extra hour. Extra hour? Why do you need an extra hour? Caramelized onions. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you're making the onions, okay, got you, got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I like chili cheese dogs, though I rarely get to have them. <laughs> well, why don't you, why do you rarely get to have them? Don't you have money to go buy chili cheese anytime? Yeah, the label kind of owes us for a lot more chili cheese dogs, but they haven't. <laughs> Choke Artist Records haven't really sent us the the most recent check of royalties, <laughs> so I'm like starving, and I can only eat chili cheese dogs, so it's like kind of fucked up that I don't have it. <laughs> How did y'all get hooked up with Choke Artist? Uh, we've just kind of known Joe for a while. Um, played with. His bands, we did like a, a three day run with Invalids, his band, and uh, have played with his other band in Angles a couple times. But yeah, we, we've known him for like probably like four or five years now. And uh, we always crash with him when we tour and play New Jersey near his house and stuff. And he's just a good bud. And honestly, we, <laughs> we probably weren't. Uh, really that appealing musically for like what his label puts out until this record but oh um, really i didn't notice a gigantic change between this and the ep i i feel like it the old stuff is a little more like straightforward i guess it's got a little bit more of the yelling and stuff happening and i kind of a little bit less of the tapping not too much less though yeah and I i think it's also like timing it was he wasn't too tied up in a bunch of records, and um, we have just always wanted to work with him, so just ended up working out perfect timing. Nice. What about uh, old press records? Or is it recordings? Uh, I think it's records. I'm not sure. It might be. That That kind of sounds right, old press records. Choke Artist is definitely records. Um, choke yeah, Choke Artist records. records, for sure. And then the other one is... It's Old records. press records. Okay, it's yeah. records. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, we uh, hired a PR person pretty much, and they introduced us to Tom at Old Press, and we just got a nice little email chain going. And Tom was great. Tom was super down and had uh, wanted to do like all this extra like lathes and CDs and tapes and stuff. So. That was awesome getting like the full spectrum of merch for the record. Nice. What's the difference between a lathe and a record? Because weren't y'all, weren't y'all already on vinyl? Why, why do lathes? 
think he did lathes of the single. Do you know like the actual? I mean, it's a different process, right, Noah? Well, I know how yeah. do you make them? They like carve oh. into the records, but like, yeah. why do lathes? And whenever you already have vinyl, you were saying it's because there's a single on it. Yeah, it's just dimensional and fever dream on the lathe, and you just want to like. I guess he probably so thought cool. it's a <laughs> real collector's item. Yeah, it's in There's only like twenty of them, and they're like five bucks. So, just nice. Another... Just wait a couple of years, man. Be like five hundred yeah. bucks. <laughs> yeah, get that discogs value going up. <laughs> uh, Mr. Big Balls asks, "What's your pedal setup like?" <laughs> Mr. Big, Mr. Big Balls in the chat. Mr. BB, uh, big balls. My pedals change all the time, but uh, right now it's uh, oh man, Noah has to go poo, I bet. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> right now it's a uh, buffer pedal into a compressor, uh, the uh, Barber Tone Press, and then into a preamp booster. I'm luckily I got on working with Earthquaker Devices, the pedal company. So I'm like a, I'm an artist with them. So I get really good deals with them, and I got their preamp booster pedal and their overdrive pedal of plumes, and then I got a chorus, a Dimension C chorus. A what comes after that? Uh, a boss super shifter, so I can do little dip down warp sounds like and then <laughs> uh, I got two delays back to back uh, Strymon L Cap and uh, Earthquaker Avalanche Run and then I just did an awesome deal trading an amp for some pedals and this guy gave me this really crazy reverb pedal <laughs> called the Dark Space from Chase Bliss and that pedal is friggin awesome and then I have another reverb pedal, the Old Blood Noise, Dark Star, and uh, I think it's just that. Jesus Into Christ, dude, that's so many pedals. Yeah, it's a lot. I had to get two <laughs> power supplies. <laughs> you had to get what? I had to get two power supplies for it. I had to like chain <laughs> together two little power things for it. Man, that's nuts, dude. Do you use them all like at the same time, or? Never all at the same okay, time. Okay, okay, I, I was wondering. <laughs> And there's so many more pedals I want, but that is actually somehow the ones I use throughout the album slash set now. So they all get used, but yeah. Deborah Ding says pedals on pedals, dude. That's that's what it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> Building those double decker pedals now, man. <laughs> I'll write a song with all of them on now, just to see. <laughs> uh so you guys involved in any other projects or is champagne colored cars all there is? This is our main thing for both of us. Noah is in his his screamo band is still going. They just we ne- we never broke up and we never will break up. Yeah, but that doesn't mean we don't play a show anytime soon. Yeah, it's yeah, like we're him. called Caverns. Yeah, we got music out. Caverns, alrighty. Uh, so like caverns.bandcamp.com. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, no, I think it's cavernsatl.bandcamp.com. That's not a super search engine optimized uh, name. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. I could imagine. Yeah, they're really sick. Like, it's like I don't know. The riffs are really atmospheric and cool, but it's it's like classic screamo stuff at the same time. It's him and 
like his best friend Cameron. Cameron, I think Cameron's uh, watching this, so hell yeah, big ups, big ups, Cameron. I uh, think I just put the right link in the chat. Kevin's atl.bandcamp.com. Uh, uh, yeah, Austin's in there too. Austin was actually the one who recorded this. Uh, the link is not showing up on my phone, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see. There, this uh, this should be it. Uh, yeah, and then that's it. Okay, sick. So it's just caverns, and is the only other thing. I. That's it for you, right, Noah? Yeah, at the moment. Yeah, um, and I do a band called uh, Kin. With that's like an internet project. We started when uh, shutdown happened, and that's with uh, my buddy Ben in New Jersey, uh, this dude Nick in Vegas, and this dude Sean up in Connecticut. And then uh, I'm doing another project like that that's coming out soon with uh uh joe from choke artist drumming and uh the logan who plays guitar in this band snooze that's really sick and uh dude sick man i like snooze i heard them from the math cast as well yeah i've loved snooze for forever and uh logan is an incredible guitar so it's been really cool just sending each other files of shit and just hearing what those guys put into it too it's do you awesome. have the guy from Choke Artist on there just so he'll put your stuff out again? No, <laughs> he's put out too many of his own bands, so I don't. I don't think he'd ever do that. But he's he's an incredible drummer. I like. He, I, I just sent him crazy shit that I thought was like the wildest stuff I wrote, and he just sent me back like perfect drums to it. I was like, God damn, okay, I gotta step it up. I gotta make it harder. <laughs> uh, y'all got some crazy merch. You got any uh, nearby you can show off? I got no. the whole look book, the whole fit book, the whole <laughs> the whole shit right here. Alrighty. I run this band out of this office. No one does like all the merch. He does. It's super helpful. I have like a business shipping account. <laughs> nice. Alright, this shirt only available in large sizes. It's white. It's white. It says CCC on the front. My lighting I my my computer's like eight years old, so the webcam's not very good. There it is. It looks like that. All right. <laughs> this one we have in all sizes. I like this shirt. Looks like this. Oh, that one is sick, man. This one's sick. It's sick as fuck. <laughs> Triple color. Three colors. It's like uh, kind of a, what do you call it? Tron type of uh, look to it. Hell yeah. Here's another shirt. <laughs> available in all sizes this is green not black i've been i've been duped before as well <laughs> uh, before we get to the last piece we'll go with some accessories Alrighty. <laughs> it's a hat it says ccc has three colors nice this one's pink <laughs> this is also a hat it's black also three colors also says ccc same font thanks for clarifying the font i wasn't i wasn't sure <laughs> all right this piece right here is super limited there's only a few left also designed by taylor adams it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a hoodless hoodie 
It's a hoodie. It's so a sweatshirt. It's a sweatshirt. It's it's a hoodie. Also three colors. Three colors. On black. Nice. That's it. That's it. Oh, I got vinyl. For Dude, let's old, see it. You want to see vinyl? Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Everybody right, wants to see vinyl, let's man. Show, <laughs> let's show some stick variants. <laughs> While we're waiting for that, uh, what, how important do you think it is to have a PR person? Because you're saying that's how you got involved with old pre- old press records or recordings yes. or records. I think it's records. We already went over that. It's records, I think. But yeah, how important is that? I think it's definitely important to a certain extent, but you got to be really careful with that because it's it doesn't always pan out, and you know. What do you mean? There's just so much in PR and getting press, and uh, there's a lot of great press people out there, and a lot of people that write really in-depth, awesome things and hook you up in time, like Michael from uh, uh, Fecking Bahamas, the Math Rock publication. He he like got us an awesome write-up real quick, and just just wanted to help out. But he uh, there's there's been a bunch of like getting bumped off other sites and blogs and stuff like that and just things that and like without warning to where you're like as far as you know your release of this or something or an article was coming out on this day at this time and then you just never see it and no one ever says anything so hmm. uh, I think I think it helped a lot in certain ways like there was certain like probably like two or three things happened that we couldn't have done ourselves, but I also think if you just look into it enough, you, especially for smaller bands, you can probably do your own PR if you just utilize the internet well and connect with people. Okay, well, it seems to be working for you guys. Like, y'all have a pretty nice audience. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of that too is, um, like we we were talking about earlier, like uh, Christian and Mathcore people are really good about pushing bands they like and they just have like a tight-knit group of people that listen and actually like check out the bands and then uh a lot of people just look into every choke artist release too because he's just been doing really good math rock and adjacent records for for so long and everything so i think i think that's helped a lot with this record coming out and then even like the artwork got like spread around a lot taylor won like some award on, oh like, really this- art website for doing it yeah dude that's awesome <laughs> some people checked it out just because of the album art which is awesome to hear honestly y'all should do prints I, w- I want to he did he did this print I got over here this like canvas print of this other thing he did that's friggin sick Damn. and uh, he's down to go like half and half with us on, on doing it for the album art so I think we'll do that especially since our vinyl got delayed so long Oh yeah, I saw a thing about that. Uh, April was it when it's supposed to come out? Yeah, ordered in November, coming in April. Dude, I have uh, ordered in August, coming maybe next week, but probably <laughs> more like February. Yeah, <laughs> it I think it sucks, we, dude. Seven we months. People too. <laughs> All right, let's see some sick variants. What we got? All right, sick variants. All right, uh, this is the EP. It looks like that. Uh, the cool thing about this is that it's blue. <laughs> It's screen printed on the B side. That is really sick, man. I saw that on your band camp. That's so awesome. Pretty, pretty cool. 
Uh, Did y'all do the screen printing or? No. No, that was. Someone else did that. I can't remember. Yeah, we got the vinyl. Uh, it's A to Z on this one too, and then uh, um, I can't remember the name of them. Lee, I think it was Lehigh Valley did the screen printing on yeah. the record. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we had to send it a couple places before we got it. <laughs> but that came out awesome because it was it was cool to have a not completely flat, pointless B side of a record. <laughs> That's true. Uh, this, this is a split with a band called Sleepy Limbs that we did. The Sleepy Limbs site's pretty fucking good. Sleepy Limbs is incredible. Good band. Lancaster band. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. This one kind of looks like Pepto-Bismol and throw up. <laughs> Enticing. We should have named the variant that for sure. <laughs> Pepto-Bismol puke. It's pink with uh, with green. That is fucking sick. Looks like this. <laughs> this side's their side. This side's our side. <laughs> so, just in case you do buy one, now you know. <laughs> He's so good at presentation, dude. <laughs> it's like, do you, do you experience that joy pretty often? Or? <laughs> no, not. I'm doing like a factory reset right now, <laughs> like on my body and kind of like well-being and stuff. Okay. <laughs> kind of has me like, I don't know. I'm proud of you, Noah. Yeah, it's it's for the better, but it's got me kind of like confused at the moment. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's all the vinyl. All right, six, six, six. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. Deep. Where was it in chat? Uh, Mr. B- Mr. Big Balls again asking, uh, "Are you wearing two watches set to two different time signatures?" <laughs> I saw you had two two watches on too. What's going on? I just really wanted to flex both watches at the same time. I never really get to wear either because it's I can't wear them at work. You're out here pouring champagne on cars. You got multiple watches. Yeah, we really Ball. took off in Russia with this record, and we're we're just rich as hell now. So. <laughs> I got two thirty dollar watches, no problem. <laughs> uh, again, Mr. Big Balls, with all, with all the comments, uh, didn't you used to play a Reverend guitar? Are you still playing that? I heard you are, uh, also are sponsored by Reverend. Yeah, that's true. I just got a brand new Reverend uh, a few weeks ago. They uh, they they put out guitars in this awesome like dark forest green metallic color. And I am weak for anything in that color. So I hit them up and was like, uh, I need that guitar. Also, here's my press kit. And they were like, boom, you got it, baby. <laughs> and I got to join the team and get my, that's my third guitar from them. I don't have all of them anymore, but I, they're my favorite guitars for sure. Is that why the shirt's green? Because it's your favorite color? I, I was the one who chose it, and we've had that shirt the longest, so I'm sure Noah is pissed that I did that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that upset about it, though. We had, we had black versions of it, and they sold out quite quick. Immediately. Mad quick. Uh, so, what? let's move on to shows now. Uh, what was your best show? Dang. 
What do you think? Probably one of the uh, Lancaster ones, I'd say. Probably. Those are always the most fun for me, for sure. Uh, those are always just solid. I like those a lot. I like playing Lancaster, Pennsylvania a lot. Uh, Anything else you can think of besides that? The, only other sh- the other show that kind of s- sticks out in my head a little bit is the Michael Sarah Palin EP release show that we played. Yeah. Or that one was pretty. Is pretty that the popular. name of a band? Michael Sarah Palin? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? So okay. local emo band, but they uh, they're, yeah they got they got some traction right now. Yeah, they're they're doing good good stuff, but they yeah they had a release show, and that was probably the main show we played where there was like people as far as I could see in the room, which was really tight. <laughs> How many things? A little ballpark. Probably like twenty thousand at least, I'd say. Wait for real? Or are you you making a joke? <laughs> okay, okay, I was gonna say what. <laughs> Gotta check out Michael Sarah Palin now. <laughs> what do you think though? Like a hundred between a hundred and one fifty or something? Yeah, probably. Also, Austin That's just brings so up a good point down here in chat. The last show we played before this pandemic uh, was on Valentine's Day of last year. Uh, that was a good show. Um, it was fine cool. with uh, Sleep Dance, right? With Sleep Dance, another good band. Sleep Dance. Yeah, recommend them for sure. Yeah, that was that was a good one. That was a. That was almost sold out in like a, a 300 cap room, so that one was pretty good. Jesus, that is nice. Yeah, and when we play Lancaster, we play with that band Sleepy Limbs we did the split with, so it's just, it's like a party and all their friends come and they, the venue is a pl- is a, also a studio that they run, so it's just like their own little ecosystem of people, so it's always a great time going up there and playing with them. Is that like your uh, best band friend? one of we like their drummer uh used to live here and um recorded a lot of bands my old band did he ever record any of your stuff noah he moved back i think uh right before we recorded our old band with yeah same studio but yeah Yeah, they're they're really good I, i don't know if we have a best best band friend they all broke up dude Uh, what's the worst show you guys have played? Ooh, which one? <laughs> <laughs> Williamton, North Carolina. Oh yeah, that's where it was just us in that dude's basement, right? Yeah, yeah. That was a. Uh... Then he closes the basement and hands you like a bucket down a hole and tells you he puts his lotion on its skin, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. Very dry skin at the time. <laughs> You know, why was oh. that one so bad? It was like, one, it was the end of our run with this band Milkmen from uh, uh, New New York, New Jersey that we really like. And uh, it kind of sucked that uh, we had to end our tour with them on a show that zero people came to. Oh, nobody to came? Yeah, that, it was just... The- that sucks. Yeah, it was like a, a dude we kind of knew from other shows let us play his house. And uh, it was just us hanging with that guy at his house the whole time, that pretty much. Weird. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Did y'all have like, this feeling like you just want to get the hell out of there? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And I just wanted to, like, I kept apologizing to the band we were on tour with. I was like, I'm so sorry. We try not to do this ever, but 
DIY touring baby, I guess, is is all you can really say. So did you actually go into the basement? Yeah. Were you scared? The steps were really steep. (laughs) We're really really strong and good at fighting, so we're (laughs) never... strong and good at fighting. Okay, okay. All right, I got you. (laughs) Uh, Any other bad shows? I think Brooklyn was pretty bad. Oh, yeah, that show in Brooklyn sucked ass, too. Because it costs like $100 to drive a van into Brooklyn because the tolls and everything. Jesus. And uh, it was like a promoter who was like, dude, come to Brooklyn. Like, I was like posting everywhere saying like where we had gaps in our tour and stuff. He was like, come to Brooklyn. I got a new bar. We'll set up awesome bands. Lots of people will come. Everyone will get paid, blah, blah, blah. It's the complete opposite of what happened. I had to find all the bands. Uh, nobody came, pretty much. There was like three or four people standing around in there. Uh, the dude did not pay us. Even, the, even you know, I, I straight up was just like, you can't even give us like a $20 bill to cover one of the bridges we have to cross to get out of New York. Right. And, yeah. Like a fifth of the expense of coming in. Like, come on. <laughs> That and uh, we played a show in Alabama where we had to stop, and that's the only time that's ever happened, and that stuck with me too. We started a song and got got off and had to actually stop playing for a second. <laughs> Wait, what happened? It was literally just us falling out of sync with each other. It was okay. It was amateur shit, dude. One of those times, I got you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Big Balls again with the questions. Uh, first of all, saying Viper Fang is your best band friend. I assume this guy's from Viper Fang, uh, and is asking Noah, weren't you briefly involved in a band called Viper Fang? What's up with that? <laughs> yeah, um, there's a, it's a good band. It's a rock and roll band. Okay. Yeah, Viper- I bought like a cowbell to be in this band. Yeah. Uh, the hit single is called. Uh, rock and roll in the name of love and the chorus goes you gotta rock and roll in the name of love and Very it's a good song I like uh, yeah it's pretty good um, you search Viper Fang um, on YouTube let me see what like the search what do you guys search to find this um, Viper Fang rock in the name of love maybe oh you have probably- a video do you have a video for it uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll bring it up. I will bring yeah, it's it up. the first one. Yeah, Viper Fang, Rock and Roll in the Name of Love. Oh, oh whoops! I definitely spelled roll wrong. I don't think there's a video. I think it's just a. It's just the the album art. That's the album art with the guy on in the front of like a a closet. <laughs> Viper thing, everybody. <laughs> so you play drums in here? Yeah. Nice. I mean, I didn't, I didn't program the drums that go along to this, but it's pretty good. Oh, they're programmed drums. Yeah, really well. I mean, on this, they, they're very well-ly programmed on this. Well, it's really, this is really just a demo. Very well We're shopping this song around. Okay. Yeah, because this is like a sort of a situation where like you could get the deal. All right, like the yeah. one deal to end all deals. Dude, you have it nailed with the album cover, man. Like, I don't know how you get much more mysterious than that. 
I think Sony or Warner Brothers would be very interested in this if we could get to them. <laughs> that's Jimmy. That's Jimmy Viper. That's that's who that Plus is. Plus the name Viper Fang. I like it. I like it. Jimmy Viper. <laughs> I, I just heard the the hook. I like it. The chorus. <laughs> so, uh, what's the weirdest show you guys have played? Besides the Creepy Basement show. Hmm. Uh, probably one of our... There's like a venue in town called The Masquerade, and the rooms are really big, and the shows... You just kind of get put on random shows there sometimes, so probably one of the ones we played there. <laughs> I'd say, do, do any shows stick out to you as, as weird, Noah? You ever played anywhere weird? Well, every once in a while, like we would get put on like kind of like prog metal shows or whatever, which is cool or whatever. But I just don't like that's not really my thing, and we're not that thing, you know. What do you mean so, by prog metal? Like, like uh, heavy? Like uh, I can't even think of a prog metal band right now. Like Dream Theater kind of stuff. Not that like bad, I, or not not that that is bad, but not like that extreme. I don't really know how to like describe it, but it's like. One um, weird, Tyler would probably know better than I do, to be honest with you. I, one weird show I can remember now is when we played in DC on Father's Day on that one tour, and oh, that's uh, weird. There, this this dude who's really good at guitar, Garrett Gleason, is my buddy. Uh, he did like an improv set with his drummer, and it was again it was Father's Day on like a Sunday, and um no people really came out besides like the band's close friends and stuff like that and it was just really trippy standing there while this dude just shredded like this improv set for 45 minutes to an hour everyone had like a 25 minute set and people were trying to get them to stop like halfway through but they were like deep in the shit so (laughs) it's like had to keep going which is cool i respect that was he like good at least oh yeah totally it was probably just like a like power like move like they're yeah. just trying to like posture you know like <laughs> and it was also like a gastro pub right so there's like five like five random normal people sitting at the bar like that's always weird just trying to enjoy like an ipa yeah like, <laughs> maybe there's like a football game on the tv and then there's like 15 like fucking weird people who show up and then there's free form improv guitar and drum music, which is like the most polarizing form of music to just like a normal person. Right. Like it could be incredibly good, but it's just like the and last then, thing that your parents want to listen to on a Sunday afternoon on Father's Day. And then bands with a bunch of screaming and shit too. Yeah, and then there's like another band that pulses. We played with the band Pulses, which I know some people definitely fuck with that band. They put out an album recently, I think. Um, but yeah, so yeah, on Father's Day. <laughs> Wonder More if any of those uh, IPA bottles ever like hit hit him in the face or anything like that. Like none none of the bar people were upset. I, they probably they probably were, were because they probably did not make any money that night. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't like I wouldn't even be surprised to have the people there weren't even twenty one. So there was no <laughs> way that like anyone actually made any money that night. Oh, they also did that super fucking weird thing that we used to do, like, when we all played in local bands, where, like, uh, the pay would be, like, there's someone at the front door, and then they, like, have, like, the band names playing, and when people walk in the front door, they ask, hey, which which band are you here to see? 
and then they were all there to see the the one or two local bands and we just happened to be playing this show and the uh the payout at the end of the night was based on uh how many people came to see your band specifically yeah so here we are on tour playing dc on on father's day a sunday afternoon at a gastro pub and um they didn't give you they, anything they all got paid and i think one of the bands realized like oh this is kind of a sham this is kind of weird and i think they gave us their money but the other band definitely kept it wow dude that sucks man they should have all given you your money they've given you that money that's insane they should have literally everyone should give me money <laughs> even when you're not on tour body beef who was really sick played that show too and i think they gave us their money and then i think bought like a couple things too nice they're really cool dudes uh cricket slam says but ipas are good ipas are good i, I like the stone ipa what about you guys How, what do y'all what kind of beer are you like uh ipas are cool i'm trying to quit drinking for now so i'm drinking heineken zero at the moment there's <laughs> like it's like beer but there's no alcohol in it um ew it's actually this one's this i've tried a couple in the past couple weeks and um so far heineken zero is definitely winning i tried a non-alcoholic ipa the other day that was fucking gross you've tried more than one non-alcoholic be- uh, beer and you kept going dude <laughs> <laughs> i don't yeah. to say man that's gross <laughs> uh, you like beer don't you sure but uh. yeah i like beer too and i'm trying to like not drink as much yeah that's true that's true i got you, you. know Gotta get i that drink taste. water non-alcoholic beer and coffee that's kind of like what i've been doing right now nice no capri sun dude no capri sun damn at the moment i'm like chilling i don't do sugar like that <laughs> nice. stone's I- good stone's cool if you're gluten-free they have uh i think their mate one of their ipas is gluten-free it's good, which is cool because like I've had gluten-free beer that sucks ass, but at the same time I don't have a gluten intolerance, at least that I know of, so I don't know why that really matters to me. But if it matters <laughs> to you, there you go. Dude, Stone is sick, man. I fucking like it. Uh, so what was the last album you guys listened to? Where's my phone? I think mine was probably the new Snoozy EP. Still, I listened uh, to that like every day. Here's a fun one. It's called Chubby and the Gang Speed Kills. That was the last album I listened to. I love that name. Oh my god, Chubby and the like, Gang. It's just like a fun like punk album. Nothing too like out there, just pretty straightforward. What about your most- albums of Oh, I'm sorry, what's up? I was just gonna say my most recent is the new daughters album. The you won't get what you want. Okay. Nice. So there's a overlap then with like math, the mathcore audience and the math rock audience. You think? I think so. For some people, I'm sure some mathcore people would say uh, we're kind of we're kind of pussyish or something. But <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Uh, I think I, I honestly, I think a lot of people are just now like noticing math rock or whatever. Like, because like I said through uh, Mathcast, like, that's how I found you guys. I didn't yeah. know where to like really look for this stuff. But uh, yeah, it's awesome. like you doing this and Christian doing Mathcore Index, it's it's a really good way to like link all the crowds together. It's awesome that stuff like this is going on. Honestly, right? Uh, what was your album of the year for last year? Oof. No. Our album? Our album for me, probably, honestly. 
There was this awesome band called Golden Python in Montreal, and they put out a really, really sick record. I like that a lot. I think that's my my top one. Uh, oh, Miss New Buddha, dude. The Miss New Buddha album. Yeah, that's actually, that would probably be my, I mowed the lawn the most to that album out of any other album. So that's going to be <laughs> it for me, for sure. If you cut grass to it, it's got to be number one, dude. Well, it was like, what am I going to listen to right now? And that was kind of like the go-to. And like, I could basically listen to that album front to back and the, the grass was mowed. What uh, what kind of music is it? Uh, I don't know. It's fun, dude. Listen to it. What was it called again? I think it's pretty- Miss New Buddha. Do you know the band Weatherbox? Nope. Okay. Well, it's the singer from Weatherbox and he'd try to make like a more punkish kind of like... Uh, they're pretty mathy, honestly. I just wrote a Yeah, kind down. of. They're fun. Yeah, Weatherbox is cool. Weatherbox is like mathy or indie rock, if that makes sense. And then uh, the Miss New Buddha album is like kind of more like noise rocky, I guess, in a, some sort of way. Okay. Is that fair? The new Hum album was okay, but it's generally overrated. I'm just trying to think right now what I listened to last year. A lot of the stuff came out, man. Like, I was a little overwhelmed, honestly. The most album. I really liked the most album a the lot. Really, really good. I just like that band a lot. So yeah, I was happy there was more music. And we did, like, a weekend with them last last year, and they played all that shit. So it's been kind of, I've been waiting for, like, over a year for it to come out. So I'm happy it finally did. Uh, Mr. Big Balls mentions, and I don't know if this is uh, a joke or whatever, but we're uh, gonna I'm gonna say it anyway. How about Viagra Boys? Is this a real band name? I know there's some weird. That is names. a real band name. That really? album came out last week, though. Uh, he's just dating right now, I think. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, the new Viagra Boys album came out last week. I haven't really gotten a chance to really sit on that one and listen to it. Is that math rock too, or no? No, they're like a Swedish post-punk band. Okay. But uh, I had one other question. I should have mentioned it earlier, but I totally forgot till just now. Y'all have a sample in this album. Uh, I forgot what it was exactly, but it's like like a, a, a hype up for like a football game or something. You have like the whistle blowing and stuff. What was it again? I forgot what they said. Uh, it's like a whistle blowing and outcast saying something. <laughs> I can't remember what it is either. It's you like, know the we eat, and we eat, and get it. we do, we make money. Part uh, okay, <laughs> is, but no, that's not an outcast sample. But yeah, it is, but it's not. You know, you can't say that. You can't say it's an outcast sample. Yeah, <laughs> I think we For actually lied reasons, to someone like multiple times. We lied to people that said we said we owned that sample because they didn't know what it was from. So, <laughs> if there's a future release of the album and it doesn't have that sample on it, that is why. It's because we're in prison. <laughs> that would also assume we'd sell through the first press of records and someone would want to press another round of them. So, Why is that sample on here? Why not? <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> Nathan said it needed to be there, and Nathan made the rest of the song sound good. So, Producer choice. We Producer let it roll. And at the end of it, y'all have like uh, commentary from a sports game or something like that at the end of that song. Uh, is yeah. it just because it mentions like flag football in the lyrics, or pretty much? But yeah, that's okay. like a call of a, a sportscaster commenting on a cat running on the field, but calling it as that <laughs> way. So. I didn't like actually understand. Oh what they shit! Were it is. That. It is that we were just vibing out one day, 
in the stew, you know? <laughs> we were Live deep in the, in the stew, 14 blunts. <laughs> He's got cool ass mood lighting, and we we're vibing out, listening to each other's consciousnesses. And um, basically, we were we were doing vocals for that song, and Clay was singing. And Clay just the way his voice was in that moment, <laughs> it was like this is it. This feels good, but it needs something else. And oh, yes, at that moment, cool. we realized we needed an outcast sample. And we needed a sample of a cat running on a on a football field. And once we put the two and two together, we, we realized we had something that could be bigger than any of us. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, uh, that's about all I had. Did y'all have anything else y'all wanted to bring up? Oh, aren't y'all gonna be uh, on a? Oh, I forgot what it was now. What, what was it that y'all were talking about earlier? Yeah, we uh, are doing a live session of the entire record coming back. I think it's supposed to be on February 11th, but if people follow us on social media, we'll as soon as we have the final details, we'll definitely post about it. Okay, but yeah, a playthrough of the entire record. So, is it gonna so be good. live or pre-recorded? Pre-recorded. But we did it live. We did it live, and then we recorded. It was pre-recorded. <laughs> One okay. take, Jake, the whole entire way through, front to back. No nice. cuts besides the cuts that are in the video. Besides when it fades out between it fades to song. black in between every single song. But that's the only cut. There's no actual cut. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh- <laughs> and it cuts between different camera angles as well. But they're all in unison. It's all linear. So no cuts besides all the cuts. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so uh, if you're tired of it feeling like winter every day, check out Tourism, the amazing debut from Champagne Colored Cars, which came out in December through Choke Artists and Old Press Records. You guys are on Spotify and all the streaming websites, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, any other plugs? I think that's it. Check out the check out the YouTube. Oh, that's right. You guys have a YouTube. Well, just one video on it. Where are all the videos, guys? The other videos on the fucking Mathcore Index YouTube channel. They bought the rights for that video. Christian paid us eight grand. Paid us a lot of money for that. That's where you got all the champagne to pour in your cars. Yeah. Yeah. We have a TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Really? I think Clay's gonna make some TikToks. Check out Clay's TikTok. That's what I'm gonna plug. Our basis plug Clay's TikTok. Is that what it's called, Clay's TikTok? Or? No, it's 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 Gma stuff, right? Gma stuff. Gma like grandma. S T U F F. Clay's TikTok. That's my plug. Alrighty. Uh, as for me, drop my channel, follow so you always know when I go live. You can also sub to get access to the interviews and some exclusive emotes before they. Uh, sorry, to ex- access to exclusive emotes and interviews before they hit YouTube and streaming services. Uh, find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube folks, if you uh, enjoyed the video, please drop a like, uh, click the notification bell, and don't forget to subscribe. A great way to support me for free. Uh, my next guest is another sick math rock album, uh, math rock band, uh, Nurture Nurture. Join us this nice. Wednesday, the. 27th at 7 p.m. right here at twitch.tv slash the Casa Ends Creation for the live cast. Yeah, it's freaking sick, man. I love those guys. I uh, also heard them in the same uh, podcast episode as you guys. So, yes. no coincidence. But anyway, thanks for being here, guys. Hope you had a good time. Hell yeah, dude. Thanks for talking thanks to us. Thanks for me. having us. It was Definitely. a pleasure speaking with you this afternoon.
And thank <laughs> you guys for watching and listening. <laughs> <laughs>